like to welcome you to Hopeful Conversations, hosted by Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. We are so excited you are joining our conversations. Our mission today is to encourage and challenge you as well as fill you with hope from God's Word. Just like the psalmist said in Psalms 103 verse 5, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits, and in His Word I hope. We thank you for joining us today on Hopefield Conversations and pray you will grow in the waiting and rely on hope from God's Word. I now give you Jody and Carolyn. Hello. Welcome. Jody's got the giggles. This is not a good start, Jody. <laughs> I'm sorry. But so we probably do need to add um, what we recorded us giggling before oh this, my. trying to just get our composure and get, getting it together. So this is the deal, guys. We have our spouses in here with us. I thought I'd call them spouses instead of husbands today. But. And we're being very mature. Yeah, yeah it's mature. really <laughs> It's already been a lot of fun, so I have no idea what, what today's going to oh look my. like. But we are talking about the Holy Spirit, so there's that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but anyway, welcome, guys, to Hopeful Conversations. I'm Jody, And I'm Carolyn. And we have... Chris. Which, he belongs to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that and up. And I claim this one. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, I'm Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know, we get it together I here. Know, I know. I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we might as we go on. Yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we do need the work of the Holy Spirit in here. But, <laughs> but I just want to mention real quick: if you haven't listened to our previous episode, um, we're talking about the Trinity. And the previous one, we answered the question, "Who is God the Son?" It's where we continued our conversation, focusing on Him. And in that episode, we discuss how Jesus is central to the gospel and is returning again. Uh, we need to be reminded of that, I think, in today's world. And he is the one mediator, fully God and fully man. Uh, but before we go into a deeper discussion, a serious one, yes. if we can compose ourselves here together, uh, I'd like to take a moment to pray. Father God, thank you uh, for this day. Thank you for your provisions that you make. And Lord, I pray as we go into the discussion um, deeper doctrine of the Trinity, Father. I pray that you lead and guide our uh, conversation and that what we share and convey glorifies you. And Lord, I pray in turn that it also helps those that are listening today to grasp a, a deeper uh, understanding of the Trinity. So Lord, I give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So before we start talking about the Holy Spirit, I do want to give a little, yes, a little plug right. for y'all's uh, yes, podcast. Right. That's right. Um, so Pastor Chris and Pastor Jordan have a podcast called My Home, My Mission. Um, can y'all give us a little synopsis of what, what it is? Jordan would love to. I say oh, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I love to. yeah. So we, uh, we started, we started this podcast kind of with the idea of we want to, want to help families, want to equip families to grow together in the Lord and teach the next generation what it means to be a disciple. And so we, we've actually started, uh, we started off by introducing kind of our mission and vision as a church and what does it mean to be a transformed home. And so we've got well, we have five episodes out now. Five, six hundred, something <laughs> like that. It feels like that. Yeah. You just want to yeah, be we, us. We hope it's we hope it's helpful and yeah, yeah. It'll never be hopeful conversations. <laughs> it won't. It won't. But it it is pretty cool, and it you is. can access it. Here you go on the website. Yeah. At eaglewoodbaptist.com slash podcast. Yep, that's right. Awesome, awesome. So we hope you all listen. It'll be a good 
good for Inglewood people and good for non-Inglewood people too. So it'll be right. great. All right, so let's jump in. The Holy Spirit. This is a big topic, y'all. Yes. But we're going to start out by talking about who is the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity. Y'all want to start us off? <laughs> it's a big question. Yeah, That's a big question. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan and I keep looking at each other like, okay, you or y'all me? Alternate. Who's going to be the first one to yeah, talk? Yeah. So it is a big topic and, um, and a big, important topic. And in Baptist life, probably one of those that uh, gets... Maybe avoided a lot yeah. just because there have been some abuses in the name of the Holy Spirit um, in uh, some evangelical uh, connected churches and stuff. So many Baptists are, I, I sometimes say tongue in cheek, they're scared of Holy Spirit. Uh, but the Holy Spirit is a person. Yeah. He is the third person of the Trinity and uh, fully God in every respect. He's not, uh, I tell folks, he's not a force. It's not like something <laughs> out of Star Wars. It's not a a superpower or a level up for your Christianity. He is a person. And uh, as the fact that he's a person and God, he's co-equal with the Father and Son in every way and therefore worthy of of honor. So, Jordan, what would you add? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, when when we ask who is the Holy Spirit, we think about where is the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And uh, John 14... uh, through 17 is a really great section of scripture that talks about the work, the person and work of the Holy Spirit. But we look back and think about the very beginning of the Bible. Genesis 1 uh, verse 2 it says, The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And so at the very beginning of creation, of course, the Spirit of God was in existence already, and He was hovering over a chaotic and formless void that was going to become creation. Mm-hmm. And so we see Him all the way back there, and there's actually some really neat parallel we'll probably get into in a little bit, where um, that, what He was doing in Genesis 1-2, ties into what He's doing in us. And so it's pretty neat to to see that. Um but I, I've got a couple things that are kind of nerdy about, oh, do about it. this. Br- bring, awesome. on, bring on you the nerd. Is that okay? You want to Totally yeah. good oh, for Oh, we nerd. love okay. to nerd. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm not a big... Uh, I know English, and that's my only language I know. <laughs> um, but in studying the Bible, sometimes you have to look at, at these other languages. And, and the word, the Hebrew word for, uh, for the Holy Spirit is the word ruach. Ooh, that was good. That was a nice throat clearer. When y'all are listening to this podcast, (laughs) you can you get bonus points if you can say that word next time you're you're around some people. Um, But that that word literally means uh, like wind, like uh, breath, energy. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the the, I know Chris says not a force. That's true. (laughs) But think about the the invisible force that makes the tree limbs blow around and. rips roofs off buildings yeah that's the wind right mm-hmm. so that's ruach that's the that's the word ruach and so it's this idea of uh the that's that's the holy spirit in the old testament is that that force that invisible force that comes in and and does some really neat things um in the lives of of people and there's another word in the greek 
Pastor Chris, why don't you say this word for me? Because I got I got made fun of earlier. Which one? Which one do you want? You want? The, oh no! You, you want make me say it. Numata. Parakletos. 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 Yeah, that's the way I would say it in this dead version of Koine Greek that nobody speaks anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Parakletos, or the Paraclete, which is Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Yeah, yeah, the Comforter. And here's where it gets really nerdy for me. All right, so the word comforter, this is a podcast. It's not a video podcast, so you have to use your imagination here. Look at the word comfort in your mind. Think about that word, and if you divide it in half, that first part, the C-O-M, that means with. Mm-hmm. All right? And so the second part is that is from the word forte. And so you, when do we hear the word forte? So... Um, there's an instrument that we think of when we hear that word, and it's the the word that's short, or piano is short for the word piano forte, right? It's an instrument that when you play it, you can play it quiet, you can play it loud, and when you're reading music, and I can't read music at all, um, but when you read it, there's a certain part of it that says you're going to play quiet or you're going to play loud, and when you're going to play loud, there's two little Fs that means... What does that mean, Carol? Fortissimo. Yeah, for, so forte, loud, forte, big. Yeah, yeah, with with strength, with force, and so the word comforter is a little bit different of what it actually means today for us as to what it meant then. It really means to come with strength, hmm. yeah. and so the Holy Spirit is the one who comes with strength, and so those are kind of the biblical words that I think are are interesting about this. Yeah, yeah. And Holy Spirit's been, he's been um, uh, misunderstood quite a bit uh, throughout history. So uh, probably in folks around Inglewood have heard me talk about this before. Uh, probably one of the biggest heresies around the Holy Spirit is what's called modalism. And uh, actually, the United Pentecostal Church uh, still embraces a form of that in their Orthodox teaching. Um, but it's the idea that there was God the Father, who then became God the Son. And then when Jesus uh, ascended to heaven, he sent his spirit power force, uh, who is the same as God the Father and God the Son. But it's not. It's a mm-hmm. distinct person of the Trinity mm-hmm. who, as Jordan said, was there in the beginning and will be there long after everything else stops as well. Um, Jordan, I know you've probably got some other pieces, but just to kind of put a, a punctuation, I hadn't thought about it this way, but even in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, we baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We do that because there are three distinct persons, and we should never treat him as a power-up uh, or a level-up in what we're doing. He's a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We talked before about the Trinity, how... We try to explain it mm-hmm. so that we can understand. And if we've ever explained him so that we can understand or the the, the Trinity, we've probably done it wrong. That's right. right. And so mm-hmm. it always falls apart yeah, at some point. And we yeah. kind of have to be okay with not understanding every aspect of every member of the Trinity because mm-hmm. we're just not going to. Yeah. yeah. And again, there there comes that element of faith that's required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anything else before getting to the well, next Well, I mean, question? there's lots of yeah. stuff we could talk about. For a long time. Yeah, yeah we could talk about an this incredible for a thing. long thing. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that kind of covers yeah. who he is as long as we don't miss the fact that he is a distinct person, not just an, uh, an, an expression of God. He is, in fact, God. Um, different in function and role, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
fully God in every mm-hmm. way. So he's worthy of honor. He's worthy of, uh, of our lives, all of that. So, yeah, well, that's good stuff. So, um, to go on to the another question is what role does the Holy spirit have in believers in a believer's life and mm-hmm. the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's good. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot, lots of ways, different theologians break that down. Um, one of the guys I leaned to a lot in explaining this was where I first studied systematic theology. And uh, Wayne Grudem uh, breaks down, and he actually takes what most people will put the work of the Holy Spirit or the role of the Holy Spirit into four general categories. He actually creates five, and uh, I've pushed back against that a lot of years, but um, that fifth one actually makes sense to me a little bit. So I'm going to give you all five of those. Uh, It says, uh, as it relates to... Uh, us or in a believer's life, um, the Holy Spirit empowers. In other words, he gives gifts and he gives life. And there are a number of different examples of that throughout the scripture. Uh, He purifies. That's the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. So think like John 16, 7 and 8. uh, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper, the paraclete, Uh, will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So it's a purifying, sanctifying work. Then uh, the Holy Spirit reveals. That's his teaching office or his witnessing office. So like John 16, 13, um, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak on his own initiative, Jesus said, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he'll disclose to you what is to come? So that's a bearing witness idea. John fifteen twenty six. when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He, Jesus says, will testify about me. So that's his revealing ministry. So you've got empowering, purifying, revealing. Then you've got unifying ministry. And his, as he unifies, like 2 Corinthians 13, 14, where it says that uh, Paul ends his letter to the, to the Corinthians, he says, uh, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And then the one that I kind of wrestle with, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this, but uh, that fifth aspect, um, Grudem puts, and by the way, it kind of fits his theology bucket a little bit, but he says it gives stronger or weaker evidence of blessing or presence of God according to how we respond to him. So, in other words, it's like being around that person that you're like, man, they are certainly walking with Christ. And you see that not because they get like, uh, like we give Awana ki- uh, kids in Awana and they get pins with <laughs> little jewels in their crown or whatever. It's not like that, but there's just something about the presence, the the atmosphere, the aura, the way a person carries themselves, a certain demeanor about them that we go, man, that person's walking closely with Jesus. I kind of think that might fall, fall under um, one of the other questions we're going to address about evidence in someone's life, a person's life. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that kind of demonstrates an evidence mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in that person's life. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, I think Grudem, not that he's mm-hmm. on your podcast, but if he were there, he would say, <laughs> he'd say that's part of what he does is he gives evidence mm-hmm. of the relationship. That's part of what he does. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We use uh, Grudem a good bit actually yeah. in our research uh, mm-hmm. in, on this podcast. And I hope we don't have to pay him royalties <laughs> because uh, we've always given him credit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. You got anything you want to add to that, Jordan? Um. So, when when I was preparing for this, uh-huh. I I read it 
I read the question as what role is the Holy Spirit having a believer's life? And I missed that unbeliever part. <laughs> and so I have all of this stuff about a believer's life That's and us. he does so That's much. Um, and I was, I was wondering the question that popped into my head in this is all of these answers are going to be from me naturally are going to be new Testament answers. Mm-hmm. But what does the, what does, there were believers in the old Testament. What does the old, uh, what does the Holy Spirit do in the old Testament? And I think the first example of the Holy Spirit empowering somebody in the Old Testament was Joseph. I think whenever the Holy Spirit empowered him to understand and translate those dreams, that was the act of the Holy Spirit. And then there were, uh, he gifted artisans to to work in the tabernacle. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he did that. Mm-hmm. And, and then he, of course, the prophets, right? All the the prophets. He they weren't uh, they weren't under their own power, their own authority. That was the Holy Spirit that empowered them, and so we see the work of the Holy Spirit all throughout the Bible, starting like we said back in um, Genesis, but all through we see we see Him working, and then we see uh, as we as we kind of move into the the New Testament, Jesus comes on the scene. And so some of the things that are happening in the Old Testament, we have Jesus with us. And so he's he's on the earth. He's walking with his disciples, um, believers. So we're talking about believers. So he's walking with them. He's he's saying, do this. He's he's saying, follow me, do these things. And so fast forward. His disciples find out he's about to leave. So he's about to go. And they're, uh, the disciples are concerned. They're sad. They're worried. What are we going to do without Jesus, without somebody to follow, without somebody to tell us what we're going to do? And so he promises them, he makes this promise to them that I'm going to send you a helper. I'm, I'm going to send somebody and you're going to actually be better off having the Spirit of God in you than you are having in J.D. Greer's words, me beside you, right? Yeah, so right. I think the tagline of his book, Jesus Continued, is the Spirit of God in you is better than Jesus beside you. And so it's getting to the point of where these disciples were and um, and looking ahead to Jesus's ascension, going to be next to the Father, and then he was going to send a helper. And so from from that point on, and, and even us today, we have that same helper that lives inside of us. We have that uh, parakletos, <laughs> yeah. that uh, one who's come with strength that's that's part of us, and he, he accomplishes so many things, the mm-hmm. things Pastor Chris was sharing. So, yeah. yeah. I love the verse in Romans. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That's just an example of how the Holy Spirit is a helper. Um, And I I love that when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit is interceding for us. Um, That's just a, a good example of him being a helper and a, a comforter even in the life of a believer. No, that's good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. In that question earlier, um, just toward the end of it, is what mm-hmm. role does the Holy Spirit have in a believer's life and the world? And mm-hmm. I'm mindful of um, part of John 16. Uh, I'll, I'll read it again, starting with seven, um, verse 7. 
Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage to go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world Mm -hmm. concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in him. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just—I I think it just speaks um, and connects so much to that 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 point about the, his role in the world. In the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of Holy Spirit's work in the world toward um, the unbeliever that we never get to see. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, you know, you've got uh, kind of the Re- Reformation idea from um, Common Grace. Um, which talks about the benefit that people experience at the hand of God, short of salvation. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. So uh, there's always a benefit out there. But here's the thing. We know that the ruler of this world runs around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We know all of that's true. What actually keeps him on a leash? Mm-hmm. Or should we say who? So I think Holy Spirit's work in the world today keeping evil from uh, running in such a way that it would overwhelm us uh, without leaving us alone. There's so much he does in the world toward those who don't even know the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. um, that we'll never be able to articulate. And when we finally get to see it, if we're looking at a big screen one day in heaven and we start to look at it, I think it's going to be so incredibly overwhelming Mm -hmm. what God did that we didn't even know he was doing in protecting yeah. and preserving us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just as he was hovering over that dark, chaotic, right. empty place before creation, he's still doing that today. That's right. Yeah. And, and we don't know where he's where he's at work, what he's doing, and we're just obedient to do what he mm-hmm. tells us to do. And just like the first Jody just read, he's, he's going to work through us, and mm-hmm. it's him through us. And so whenever we're obedient to, to do as God's commanded us to do, the Spirit of God does the work. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation thus far about the Holy Spirit. We've obviously had a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, but part two uh, will be aired next week. So be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified. We'll pick up in the, the part of the conversation answering the questions, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? We hope that you've been blessed so far. so much for joining us today. We know there are other podcasts to listen to, and we are humbled that you chose Hope-Filled Conversations. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we invite you to subscribe. If you found our conversations helpful, or if you would like to share comments with Jody or Carolyn, you may email them at hfc at englewoodbaptist.com. If you need to talk with a pastor at our church, please email next at englewoodbaptist.com. Once again, thank you for spending time with us today.